consider Salesbee like a media company within Vidyard? Yeah. I would I would say that's how I normally pitch it and tell yeah. people that would make it easy to understand. What what ultimately is is it's a content team. It's like a normal internal content team, but mm -hmm. just under a different bracket because like a lot of people like would have been like, why didn't you just do this for Vidyard? And I think it was because they had a really, it was a risk mm -hmm. and they had this amazing structure. Vidyard was already a well-known brand, right? Mm -hmm. So like you wouldn't want to risk tainting that, right? And it right. turns out I had the perfect guy for the job and it blew up to be bigger than they ever imagined. And now they're like, oh, darn, if only we'd start him on Vidyard instead, that would have been such clear value. But it's not that it's not unclear, but it's, it would have yeah. been like, if, I know that I would have been able to draw a lot more direct lines of revenue if it had it been that way. Um, but yeah, I definitely describe it as a media company um, at its core. Uh, we don't sell anything. I don't even sell sponsorships um, mm. for, for it. So it's really just about making content that the people want, really. And that's that's the whole goal. Okay. Really. Let, and let, let's get like the background, like the the story of building out sales feed really quick. Yeah. Because so I, I think I remember seeing some of your videos before you even started at sales feed. Yeah. Right. You were doing like some TikTok, like some funny like TikTok videos, LinkedIn videos beforehand. And then did you just get approached? You you were still in sales when you were doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was an account executive at a company called Proposify. Um, they're in that kind of e-sign proposal software space. They compete with PandaDoc. PandaDoc normally won. Um, <laughs> yeah, can we yeah. cut that bit? No, don't worry. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, I did. I, I, I was. I, I had a good, very good win rate against them. But like the only people I ever lost sales to were PandaDoc. Um, yeah. uh, but anyway, so that was the space I was in. And like as a creative outlet, I was kind of like just finishing work. And I was like, what should I do with my time? I started making videos on the side of like just sharing the things I was learning, kind of similar to what people do on LinkedIn, mm. um, on TikTok. But I was also doing a little bit of comedy in there, like little skits and sketches. They were pretty bad. But people encouraged me, so I kept doing it. And it was mainly just a little hobby on the side, and I was really enjoying it. And then it picked up, and I got a bit of a following from it. Things on LinkedIn, reposting there did really well. Uh, and eventually, I, that's how I came on the radar of Tyler Lassad, who's the VP of Marketing of Vidyard, and the kind of the, the head honcho of this sales feed strategy, which is his, uh, him and the CEO's kind of brainchild. They came up mm. with it. And he said, look, like I want to go and make this, this, this content thing um for salespeople but i know when marketing people make content for salespeople it's normally rubbish yeah almost no read it because let's be honest it's not like you know you don't want to read hate if you're in hr you don't want to read content written by a marketer who has no idea about any hiring best practices right you mm -hmm. want to read stuff like someone who's done the thing carried the bag understands you and the problems so he said i, I want to find someone who's like both entertaining kind of got a bit of a following on a good trajectory but can come in and has actually done like full cycle of sales to come in and add some flavor to the team i was like marketing i'm the best salesperson ever i'm never gonna go join marketing yeah i was it was so arrogant i i sometimes scroll back and look at that message that i sent him back i was like no anyway the next week on my one-on-one -on -one, i was talking to my manager i was like hey boss i'm the only rep who's been hitting quota month after month and i've been doing really well everyone else in the team has a senior title can we put like the word senior in front of my title? Just SR, make, yeah. Just S S N R, you know, and I'd, I'd just to make me feel happy and like acknowledge. And he said, let me think about it. And I, like a spoiled little toddler, I was like, fine. You want to think about it? I'll think about something. So then I called Tyler. I was like, yeah, let, let's see, hear what you got. And then I heard <laughs> what he had. And he was like, I'm building this thing. It's going to be comedy. It's going to be sellertainment. It's going to be. And I was like, dang, I'm going to be able to make content, which is my favorite thing to do full time. And 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 potentially make as much. I won't say exactly how much, yeah. but like a more. It's all base, right? And I was. It's almost as much as I was making as a seller, right? Yeah. And it's guaranteed that I, I don't have to. I don't know. It's not that I'm not sat on the thirtieth of the month wondering if I'm going to make it or not. I'm going to make mm -hmm. it. 
so anyway i jumped into that and since then it's just been building 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 so that's that's the story um and then it kind of it's it, it's changed a lot since we started originally it was kind of going to be like a netflix disney plus kind of thing but then it very quickly developed into more of a social brand mm-hmm. where it's a lot of like content on social media the different platforms optimized for each of them yeah uh, yeah it's been a ride it's been a ride. that's awesome so like when you when you went about actually building out the sales feed videos now the, the funny thing about these media companies is you know you don't have like direct competitors right with like you know uh, like you're not like fighting for deals or like anything like that but no. i do see like uh you know a lot of in a lot of cases you're fighting for attention from a similar audience and so like when i look at some of your videos i see like uh, some corporate bro type humor. I see, um, let me think like, who are, who are some other, like, who are like, who are some other like great media companies that like you've taken inspiration from as you've built out sales feed? Yeah. Yeah. Corporate bro is a big inspiration to me because you know, like he's a sales comedy, right? Yeah. He's kind of the, 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 the same the thing. Dog. Like he started oh, as a seller. He's yeah. like now kind of like making fun of, you know, par- parodying a lot of like what you typically see at work yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Ross has done it really well. He's an inspiration and, you know, a lot of that stuff. I've tried to make sure I, I, I'm i different to that as well. Um, yeah. But I think most of the inspiration has come from outside of our space because not mm-hmm. many companies do this very well. Like a media company for most people is like a lot of webinars and, and ebooks and, and newsletters. Again, a lot of that beige stuff that people don't really want. So for me, like I've looked elsewhere and mostly into the B2C space at like mm. companies I would like to emulate, like more like Smosh or College Humor or um, Don, um, other companies that I can't think of right yeah, now. Yeah. Speed, for example. I mean, like the namesake, right? And although some of those companies don't have the best brand and they've done things that aren't, aren't that great, I look at them and I see that they have this really great content strategy. They make stuff that the audience really wants. And I'm like, why can't we do that for sales? So that's where a lot of the inspiration came from. Um, those kind of consumer brands who have done it really well. Um, and then in the B2B space, I don't There's know. Not many. There's really not that many in the B2B There's space. Not that many. Yeah. Yeah. No one's, um, I feel like everyone's afraid of being kind of risque or like, or like saying the wrong thing, hurting someone's feelings or F word on LinkedIn, um, which is, I do, I do that sometimes just to, just to, just to get some more comments. Uh-huh. Some like it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what people are worried about. Like they, they think like business, oh, we have to be really mature and we can't do these things. And we've, it's kind of always done the way we've done it. But then like, when you come in and see like these things like Mr. Beast and stuff, yeah, like, it, it, they, they almost like, there's this whole category of most people to be senior buyers haven't seen this stuff yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, was not most Gen Z's are addicted to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy for like these older generations because, oh, it's mind melting, boring stuff. TikTok is, it's killing our brains. And, Mm. So stuff. And then when you actually show it to them and they don't realize what they're watching and that it's actually a piece of stuff, they're like, whoa, this is so this is the funniest oh my thing. God. You know? They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I made a joke about sales and business. This is hilarious. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of just bringing that stuff that everyone's already enjoying and then putting it in front of an audience who's not used to seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. but making it related to our niche, which is B2B sales. Right. How are in so you have a few different TikTok accounts too? So you have your personal one, you have sales feed, yeah. and I, I know you now have social social. Are mm-hmm. how are you like how do you balance that? Or if, uh, how do you even approach something like, like, I feel like I'm even overwhelmed just by my own, which is, yeah. which is nowhere near like the following of sales feed or like what you've got going on personally. So like, how do you do that? How do you put up like boundaries with that kind of stuff? 
Yeah, that's a good word. Boundaries. I don't yeah. have any. That's the yeah. answer. To be honest, I, I, it's something I'm working on. It's, it's one of my new one of my New Year's resolutions is to set more stronger set of boundaries. Um, but it's it's kind of like I always have to be moving anyway, so it does energize me. Like I mentioned before, it, all of this came off the back of the fact that this is something that I really enjoy doing and making, and the content creation process scratches a real itch for me. Mm. And then obviously having the engagement and the the feedback live also does that as well it's nice to have people go this is great right mm -hmm. it's the right dopamine hit levels, i was about right? to say yeah yeah um, i know i can like yeah, so that's the thing too like even if you're not working on a specific video like mm -hmm. if i open it up right now like i ooh, look like i got five little i got that that, that red okay. little icon there at the bottom the five and i can just look there and i get that immediate dopamine yeah. hit and even that it's so dangerous it's so dangerous. It's it's something that I'm even struggling with got, right now. I just got a comment right now, and I just it feels good, you know. Someone's like, this good." Is, someone said the video was edited really well. I'm like, "Yes, that was me." I spent four hours doing that, you know, <laughs> um, for like a 20 second video. But like, yeah, no, that, I think that's the danger of it, right? Like, social media in general can be dangerous if you rely on it for your self worth and your and because then when it doesn't go well, well, what happens then when your content doesn't perform and it doesn't land? Well, then mm -hmm. you're gonna be yourself and that's a that's a challenge i've had to deal with i just kind of disconnected from it at this point i just post and roll with it when i first I think started that's, that's one of those um uh that, that's like one of those what's the word i'm looking for it's like a, a variable that i think really leads to a channel doing really well it's the person that is just like addicted to the process of like all right today i'm gonna post and yeah tomorrow i'm going to post and the next day i'm going to post and you know you might spend hours on one specific clip and then it gets minimal reaction but then like 30 seconds on another post the next day it's like what the hell i have like thousands of reactions it's just like you know just like being kind of at peace with the fact that you're going to put time in and overall you'll get a specific result on an individual level you're not 100 percent sure but yeah when you've been doing it for long enough you start to see the some of its parts right you start to see the average out and flying out and you start to see where it's going to kind of end up, right? And even it, it, that, that average is what grows over time. So mm -hmm. some of my posts might flop, one of my posts might absolutely land. Um, but you know that like, just because the one today didn't do well doesn't mean the one tomorrow won't absolutely blow up. And sometimes it's the ones that you least expect, like you said, the one that took 30 seconds and whatnot. Um, but again, it's the same as anything, the same as sales, the same as marketing. You've got to focus on the inputs, mm -hmm. you've got to focus on the quality, you've got to focus on on that and not the the likes, the comments, the engagement. And naturally, funnily enough, the less you focus on that stuff, the less desperate you are for it. It's kind of like sales, the less focused you are on making commission, um, the better you do. The the more natural it comes across, the more authentic, the less forced everything comes. Mm. What about when you're when a company is starting to build out, you know, media number one, I, I will say that I think media companies are having like a moment within the B2B space. Every B2B company wants to have like a media arm. Mm. And uh, I think that it's one of those things that's probably like easier said than done. But for one of those companies that are considering that, like, how did you, what were the conversations that you had that where you kind of established, here's, here's like the look and feel of sales feed. We are going to swear. Like, here are the things that like, I really, I, I, I haven't actually had sign off on the swearing yet. Oh, you I, haven't. Okay. Well, uh, you just so went I, for I, it. I, I, I was like, can you add a bleep to this video, please? Will? And I was like, 
I just said wanker. Um, <laughs> it's not that. It's not one of the bad ones, is it? Wait, it's which like, one are you talking about? <laughs> well, talk, talk, walk through that process. Like, has has some of yeah. it just been like you put you you just kind of go for it, and then you might get feedback afterwards, or yeah, did well, you I spend a long time planning? Yeah. So, I mean, at the start, like, do you know what made the biggest difference for us is when we started, we ramped up volume big time. Mm. Uh, I know it sounds bad because, like, you think quality drops, but, like, we went from, like, posting, like, maybe three times a week on LinkedIn and maybe three times on TikTok and maybe, like, once a month on YouTube, maybe, to, like, hammering it and, like, going mm. ahead. And I, I was like, we need to do this. Like, I, I looked at the numbers and I said, look, when we post this much, it just gives you that many more shots of bat, right? Kind of like what we were talking about, right? Obviously, without letting the quality drop, but, like, we had to level up. But when we first started, I think like it was very much so driven. We were taking inspiration from other places. And then it was when we found our own voice, found out what worked. Because you get that live feedback from content. You start to see the the both the the, the measurable stuff, like the engagement, but also when people message you and say this was the best thing I've ever seen. That kind of get that allows you to then double down, right? Yeah. And I think that's how we got here because people were suddenly like, What? I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you you actually went ahead and made that or will that was the like most helpful video I've ever seen. Like when you start to hear that stuff, you're like, okay, now we know to do more of that. And then you can couple that with the engagement and the views. So for example, our most viewed YouTube video was like, it's a LinkedIn sales navigator tutorial. Um <laughs> which just like accidentally hit SEO gold there, apparently. Um, and the thumbnail was perfect. But then like we started looking at where like other companies weren't doing a very good job. So like on YouTube, like we realized that all the all the big creators were absolutely crushing their thumbnails. Like mm. their thumbnails were amazing. Like they're these beautiful like works of art almost. They're like so perfectly crafted to make you want to go, what is this, right? Mm-hmm. So then we started like taking those and putting them in our content and making our thumbnails and we saw like our, our click through it and our YouTube videos shoot up. So it's been like a lot of like working that out and still not perfect now, right? I think now the focus is going to be more like, where do we go from here? Uh, we've built this then we we've become a bit of a brand name at least in the, the bubble that i like to call it of mm-hmm. it was being, definitely a bubble yeah. yep yeah um we still and then we've broken out of that in, in some places like tiktok really like that's been a whole channel that like reached people who we'd never have reached before um but where next is more like okay now how do we make this work for vidyard so like for a company that's thinking about this that's probably what i'd be thinking about like have you got the patience to build this like do you have the in this economy like, have you got the ability to dedicate three or four bodies to a me- building a media brand? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's expensive to do that. And it, it is. is. The alternative is buy one and there's not that many options because yeah. most people don't have the time to fit into this, right? So that's kind of like what we did with Social Social as well now. And what I'm trying to, what team and I are doing there is like the biggest investment in all of this is time. So for as a side gig, and this is what a lot of them start as, like when you look at like Sales Hacker or a lot of these meme pages and sales humor, um, you know, Daniel Disney and the daily sales, they all were like side gigs, right? And that's the biggest investment, the time. So dedicating a team to it is going to be expensive. And I think what I mentioned earlier is like, okay, when SalesFeed started, why didn't we put it under Vidyard? Because mm-hmm. we already had a brand under Vidyard. We didn't want to confuse people and change that. Yeah. So if I'm starting, if you're trying to figure out if I should start a media company, I was at some branch or, or, or just make the company the media company. I'd say it's like, if you have an established brand already that aligns with where you want this media company to go, then build it on your brand. But if it's going to be something different and you really want to try something new, mm-hmm. that's where I'd start maybe thinking of about a separate company and then try and figure out how to figure out the value. But now we're thinking like the sales feed good stuff is so good. We almost want to drive people from Vidyard to sales feed. Yeah. 
that's keep people like, engaged. Yeah, 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 and and yeah, to like, yeah. yeah, and so okay, so when you first started sales feed, it, what did you have any sort of goals relating back to Vidyard, and has that changed now going into the new year? Uh, when we first started, no, the no. the CEO threw X amount of money at it and said, build it. Okay. I'm building it. If you if you if I put metrics on you too soon, you're gonna you're gonna fail. That's good that they that they didn't do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's a good guy. He's very smart. He knows that. Yeah. Um, and that worked for sure. Because when you give and you don't ask for anything in return, people naturally reciprocate, right? And now it's a case of we are now kind of going, okay, well, how can we drive value? How can we justify the price tag overhead? You know, this isn't the time to be the expensive team that doesn't produce anything, right? Yeah um and that's been a lot of like soft stuff but also hard stuff so like we've got these these what media is what engagement what social media is is like this 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 thing above the funnel in my mind it's like this thing that everyone talks about but no one really can track and that's what the hard part for it, especially for investors and executives because we can't track it you can't track it. what does it mean so it's more about like now like how can we figure out the next step down the funnel that we can convert someone to which often is a newsletter or a piece of content on vidyard that is amazing, still is great, and still aligns with our value prop, which is value, but then allows us to retarget and bring those people in as new users. Because uh, especially with a product-led growth model, a like to a user is a lot easier to happen than than a like to a $40,000 ARR deal, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I think it also works well for the video model, which is very much a user-led growth, and the audience is very much so the rep, to use this, right? Whereas if our audience was, we if we were only trying to attract VPs of sales and we weren't, didn't have a freemium model, then this conversion path would be a real stretch and be really hard to justify as well. Mm. So I'd be looking at like your market, who you sell to, who the audience is, how big the audience is. Um, and also like your deal size, there's, there's nuances to all of this. So I'd, uh, those would be the things I'd be thinking about. So that it kind of makes me think about retention like it's almost like a a huge value add like you said to existing customers to existing vidyard users in the same way that like you know you can track i'm sure like different product teams are are responsible for product usage product adoption etc same with like customer success account managers and whatnot i could see how this could be like sales feed engagement from existing users could also be a, a potential OKR as well, because you're, again, you're engaging the same customer clients. Yeah. They're sta- they're keeping sales feed in mind. They're keep they're thinking about Vidyard. And as they grow more attached to that brand, you know, it's preventing them from probably churning, going to somebody else, doing nothing. Yeah. They, they like using the tool. They like being associated with that kind of persona uh, yeah. of sales feed that you've created. We've heard a lot of that as well. And that's the stuff that's really hard to measure, but we, it feels so good to hear. Like someone was like, oh, I used to love using Loom, but I can't resist Will and the, the sales people. <laughs> yeah, so, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> to, to, was there any other difference? Like, no, the, the tools are basically the same, but like, I love these guys. Yeah, like that, that's exactly yeah. what you want, right? It's like building relationship and mass with a brand, mm. right? And that's why it often helps to have, like, I think like it's helped to have me and, and Tyler work as kind of faces of it all as well, because there is a bit more of an emotional connection than just a faceless logo. Right. Uh, we've been really involved in the content, right? Like, yeah, I've not shied away from getting on camera and being like, I am sales feed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I yeah, <laughs> so I'm like Iron Man, I'm like Tony Stark. Uh, but like, <laughs> I think that helps with it all, right? It helps build that emotional connection. But then we've also now started incorporating the content into the product. Like 
our main audience is users uh, is, is sales reps as our users well guess what now that they can go into the product and also learn how to sales techniques learn how mm -hmm. to send videos but also make cold calls and stuff that's totally unrelated to video and i think that's the true value like just giving away that we'll figure out some more stuff to do with that in the future but yeah one of our OKRs right now is adoption of that and we haven't done a huge job of pushing people to it because we really want to just get to see how many people find it organically i think one of the things we're thinking about right now is that when people come to video they're not even thinking about that right mm. like people seek out training but they don't seek out while they're looking for a video tool so it's trying to figure out how those two weeks together now as well so quantity to start out with, I got that. Trying not to put KPIs, sorry, quantity without losing the quality. I know, I know you mentioned that. Also trying not to throw like too many KPIs, OKRs on the process, maybe like when you're first starting out. Are there any other, are there any other big, like try make sure you do this or are there any like mistakes or make sure you don't do this? that you would recommend for someone else who's trying to investigate building out a media arm for their company? Yeah. So I'd say the first one is experiment, but I think that kind of comes with the quantity, the quantity okay. yeah. experiment and see what hits, right? Because then you can refine based on like, if you do 50 posts and 40 of them flop, then do more of the 10, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's part of it, experiment, take risk, be authentic. This is like a buzzword, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But like, genuine, lean in, yeah, genuine. Lean into it. Like, come on. Like, if you're gonna make content, just make good stuff, right? And that comes doesn't come from being a corporate brand. Like, that's trying to sound human. It comes from an actual human. So, like, mm -hmm. lean into it. I'd say let someone own it. It's been really helpful. Like, giving me some freedom to kind of go with this and run away with it and come up with an idea to do a Christmas video parody and then just run with it the next day and see what happens. And then that was crazy. Work. That was a pretty, that was a pretty solid video. I came I have together to in like three days as well. I was messaging like dozens of people. Like, do you want to be in this thing? They're like, no, Will, I'm on, I'm on vacay. I'm like, okay, I saw you tweeting at Scott Lee. You're like, hey, yeah, hey like, really quick, do you want to be Scrooge? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I originally tweeted him to be Sansa because, but he just shaved his beard off, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so like give someone the freedom to run for it and own it as well. I think that's a good idea. Like, um, the other thing, the things I wouldn't do, the things that we learned weren't great were like when we, we have this this tendency, like we get almost stuck in the old B2B marketing ways of doing things, right? So we still carried on doing webinars. Mm. Break it, you know, like if you're going to do a media brand, why would you carry on doing the same things that you were doing as not a media brand, right? Mm. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? So like, don't be afraid to just completely break out of it. And I think that also comes down to some more traditional stuff like podcasts. We launched with three different podcasts. Mm. How many are still going today? zero you want to know why because barely anyone listened to them you know? <laughs> i thought i thought but i saw like, that i thought i saw that you were uh, previewing one sales feed podcast isn't there one but that's that's the new one that's revamped revised better better and that's actually okay. really good now, right okay we got from those mistakes but that's a big expensive mistake to make because podcasts yeah. take a while to put together and edit and market and we were like we were like how can we get more people to watch our podcast it's like we're asking the wrong question here why does no one want to watch our podcast Mm -hmm. it's podcast content what people are asking for no hang on a second we know that when we put a 15 second sales tip up it gets 1.9 million views why don't we just make 50 of those instead of an hour long podcast with effects and all this stuff and jamming and there is a, an argument for long form content but we realized like what was hitting was the short stuff and it and and it wasn't the the long form stuff that was cut down into the short stuff because that's a trap that so many brands fall into is like doing lots of cut downs but it was the stuff that was like built for short form. 
And that's where I think a lot of content in general is going. Like if you look at YouTube and shorts, reels, TikTok, mm-hmm. everything's getting shorter, not longer. And attention spans that, or consideration spans, that I like to call them, are going down. Like why not start by making the short form content instead of trying to make long form content into short form content? Make it short from the get go. Like mm-hmm. that's, I think I, I see it so often on B2B brands on TikTok now. Like it's like podcast cut downs and I'm, I haven't seen any of this on your, uh, during my deep dive yesterday. Some. 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 But you do yeah. a good job, right? Like if there's something amazing that comes out of this chat, right? This is mm-hmm. what you do instead is like, because I waffle as well. I've been off on like eight different chan- ch- tangents already during, during this little segment that we're talking about right now, right? It's not great short form content. What you can do is walk away and be like, okay, what was one thing that Will said was really good was like, it was the piece about uh, quantity. Mm-hmm. or maybe like that or like detaching or like not measuring it so you could then make a 15 second video to make that point better than i even i did you just made content that's actually going to resonate and it still produce, can promote the podcast in a way but it's just not a piece of the podcast i think yeah. that's the yeah it's yeah how to explain yeah yeah yeah. no I, I totally understand where you're coming the, the funny thing is it's easier to make long content i found it's so much easier because you you're, you you almost don't even have to really think about like the best things or the easiest thing to digest to digest it, yeah. it's so much harder to be like how can i make a compelling 15 second video that is so hard for me that's why all my videos are like two two minutes three i'm like maxing out like the tiktok like boundary <laughs> every single time i'm like oh well, like microsoft is doing it. like this cool thing it's, <laughs> it's terrible it's terrible yeah. for me i need to re- i need to be better about that uh, yeah i at the same time there there's definitely a place for long form right and we make 10 minute youtube videos i think yeah. it's just like figuring out what the channel wants and we've had 10 minute videos on linkedin get 500 likes as well right so it's more about like i think like linkedin's like an amalgamation with other platforms but i wouldn't ever stick a 10 minute youtube video on youtube on tiktok you know what i mean um or instagram reels but then like i would on youtube and i might on linkedin if it's good then it's like focusing on like what's part of that so like when I look at like the YouTube videos that we started with, they were so slow and boring. Mm. And then again, we watched Mr. Beast. We watched Mr. Who's the Boss, which is some guy who just buys like 10 mobile phones and compares them, but like really interesting. And they were doing these editing, there was noises and sound effects. I was like, no one's doing that in B2B. Yeah. Just snatch it. We're not taking anyone's ideas. We're making it ours, but we're like- Mr. The concept, Beast does- kind of the format. Yeah, the style. The, format, the style, the editing, the- the thing that makes people go like, I want to like the addictive elements of the yeah. podcast. I can't you know? look away. I'm unable uh, to. <laughs> you see the thumbnail and you have to click on it. Like we want that. And no one in B2B, if you go on, like, I'm not going to pick on them, but like a, another sales media brand right now. And you go on their YouTube channel, it's like webinars. Every Dude. single one of them, 50 minutes long. It's a thumbnail and like the face is this small. Go on any big YouTubers, their faces are like the whole thumbnail. And they've yeah. got like some clickbait with some red text and an arrow. And like there's things going on, the back one's blurry. And it's like, I tried to make a hundred cold calls in 10 minutes. You know, like it's stuff like that, right? It's like mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Like that's, I think, what people are not unaware that they want in a way because they have they don't spend a whole lot of time watching Minecraft 100 day videos like I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have lives for one, but uh, two, like they don't know that they don't know that yet. And if you put them in front of them in a new space and genre, um, and you're at the forefront of, of that, then I think people will start paying more attention. So that's a really long way of saying, don't make crappy content if you're going to start a media brand. 
Yeah, there you go. Make good content. It always starts from that one place. There's a there's a there's a great interview that John Mayer uh, gave to like a bunch of students at the Berkeley College of Music. He, he dropped out of Berkeley like in his second year or something like that, and uh, they asked him. You know, he's just asking this entire auditorium auditorium full of of students, and they're like, oh, like how can I become a successful musician? And he was like, write good songs. <laughs> It's like really like I feel like that's really like the the crux of you know building a media arm for a business like make good compelling content. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then we try to like complicate it by like adding in all these other elements and things like. And don't get me wrong, like a lot of that is is really important to like really get to like the specificity of what makes content good and all that kind of stuff. But like some of it is very. It's like you don't really need to dissect it. Yeah, like yeah, that fifty-minute webinar is just not good. Are you building for the audience? Is the question you always need to be answering, and it makes it a lot easier when you know your audience really well. And, and we do because I, I still call myself a sales rep today, even though I'm very much so a content marketer. But I still pretend I work in sales um, because I still feel I am a. I've, I've never stopped thinking about the way I think about things as a salesperson. Like, is this would this be useful to me as an account exec? Mm-hmm. You know. I think that's a, I think that's a thing that a lot of people miss because they're marketing teams and they're not that they're, they're not like they haven't just, been in those in their shoes they have they're trying to like make up different scenarios and like imagining like what they would do in a situation and yeah yeah they don't they don't get it and they're like they're making ebooks because they think that's what they've always done that's what they need to do and like like honestly I like I think about the content I used to send my customers that my marketing team gave me and I'm like oh my god it's the most self-serving crap I've ever seen. Sorry, if I'm allowed to cuss, my bad. Oh, that's um, good. Um, it's like self-serving drivel. It's like, it was like an ebook. Like, I, I, I'm not going to pick on them too much, but like, it was like you should do this and you should use a product to do it. And it's like this isn't helpful to anyone. This is an ad disguised as a, a as a piece of educational thought leader content. Mm. It's like metrics. It's like, did you know that including images in your proposals improves close rate by fifty percent? Do you know what that sounds like? Sorry, you reckon if I just throw an image in my proposal, my close rate's going to double? What? Yeah. That sounds like a penis enlargement pill ad. Like that, that sounds like marketing fodder. I don't believe, I don't trust, I don't like no, it. No, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like, it's that classic stuff. And like, I still get it today. Like people send me stuff. I'm like, what is this? Why, why would anyone want to read this? Like who came up with this? How much time did you spend on this? How much did you pay the design to make this thing? Right? Uh-huh. Like, yikes. Yeah, yikes is the thing. It's It frustrates me, but like, I, I also know that like I'm biased because well, and that passion shows through too. And so that's why it's so it's so important to have someone like with that experience, those kinds of opinions too, like within the videos. Like if you have someone that's just so like down the middle, it's just not compelling of a watch. Right. Yeah. I I think that's the other thing, the risk of like leaning into it, right? Mm. I've only ever been told that I went too far one time. Yeah. And I think it's that, you know. You, you watched it and you're like, yeah, I did go too far. <laughs> I, even I, I was posting it and I was thinking, is this too far? And by the way, when you think that, that's probably a good sign that you went too far. If you ah. have to guess yourself, mm-hmm. I've done it a few times, but the main one, my boss sent me a message like, well, um, that last video, you know, we talked about the, there's a line and we hadn't crossed it yet. That's the line. That, that, just so you know. I'm like, good to know. Thank you for letting me know. That's as far as he's ever gone to like rein me in as well. So I've stayed really engaged and, and passionate the whole time through as well. So like, if you're going to create a media brand, then, um, and your HR tech company goes to hire someone who's been in HR for eight years and wants to be a marketer. I don't know. I know that's easier said than done, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. How many people are like that? You know, 
Yeah. But you might even have someone on your team already. Like, heck, look around. Like, uh, there's sales teams out there with salespeople who are like just cranking on the content. And it's like, yeah, you don't necessarily need to find someone externally for that. They might be uh, already inside your company and you just need to put that in front of them and say, hey, do you want to be an influencer? Mm -hmm. I'll probably puke. Um, But then when they don't get promoted two weeks later, they'll come back and be like, yeah, actually. Actually, that sounds really nice. Show me what you got. Um, yeah, it's good. Okay. Okay. Let's let, let I want to, uh, cause I know we're running out of time. I, I really want to talk through social, social with you really quick, okay. because it seems like you're taking a lot of what you've learned over the past. How long have you been at sales feed? Is it a year and a half? It's almost a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. So you're taking what you've learned at sales feed over the past year and a half with a couple of other folks who I've seen on TikTok, LinkedIn have really great, um, followings. And you're trying to condense that and, and share that with other people. So is that about right with what you're trying to do with social social? Yeah, it's sharing the learnings. I think that the, the, the thing is me and the, the founders of that were all doing this evangelist kind of thing where we were repping brands and kind of building in public and social and whatnot. We all had the same questions. Like we didn't really understand like algorithms and stuff. And we all had the same issues. And we we're like, yo, where do we go for this? And we we're like, oh, I'm sure there's a community for it. It wasn't. So then we're like, okay, let's build that, right? That was the whole idea. So yeah, we're just trying to condense and bring in people to to help answer those questions for people, but also allow people other people to answer those questions as well. Um, because I just think communities are kind of like the future of like search. Every time I Google something, I never get the right answer. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated by the third thing I've tapped on. It's done got a one I wanted. It's faster for me to jump into one of these groups that I'm part of and be like, what is the best way? To, it's like I get an article from HubSpot from like 2019. No, um, absolutely, they have great SEO, but like I, I won 2023 and the, now the fastest way for me to do that is either type into TikTok for whatever reason or mm-hmm. go on with communities and ask them instead. So like those are my ways of getting things now. So that's the whole idea behind that. And the idea one day will be that we will sell this to some social media company who wants a community like SalesFeed uh, for like $10 million. Um, that's so what that's I'd the- like to do with healthy competition. So we're on the same path there, huh? that's the plan right that's the plan that's the yeah or we or we sell sponsorships and it becomes even more side revenue for me and my me and my um me and my friends yeah nice so so what so what do you have for social social like is there a i, I saw there's a tiktok page there's a is there a slack channel for it too yeah we how have do you join the slack channel is probably the main drawer we're doing a weekly live show which is really good great community on that just seeing people show up for us as well and just ask questions answering them live i think that's a big part of community is the back and forth mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's the difference between community and just content. Content is just shouting. Community is like there's there's that there's conversation happening. Um, uh, so the live show we're doing starting up a, a newsletter this this new year. Uh, we've been sneaky, and everyone who subscribed to the community, we made them go through a landing page, so we have their emails. Your data is ours now. Mm-hmm. Nobody's safe. When you got that confirmation email, pff, I got you. Um, so we're doing that soon as well. Right now, it's really been capacity that's limited it. I, I think I did stretch myself too thin. And I think the same could be said for my two, two other co-founders who do similar work to what I do. I just had a, a baby girl and it's just been two kids is so much harder than one. So yeah, I, I wish I had done more for that than I already have. But yeah, it's almost like I, I have all these ambitions and I can't fulfill them all. But yeah, this 2023 is going to blow up. Nice. No, I'm, I'm excited. I, can I join? Am I allowed to join? Uh, yeah, just give me your email address and okay. sell your sell your data to the devil. Okay, so, I'll do that. Um, what what is what's the website? How do I go? Is it just uh, social? go to socialsocial.io? Socialsocial.com was a bit expensive for the time being. Love that. Okay, cool. I'm gonna join. This looks cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, Tell me, so- and, okay. And I also, I, I, I'm a bad podcast host uh, most of the time. So I don't, I don't think I introduced you. I don't think I talked through, I, I didn't explain what sales feed was. I didn't explain what Vidyard was. I'm just now getting the social social. So let's we're we're at the tail end of the of the interview. So why don't you Who introduce you? yourself, Will? <laughs> Who the hell are you? Where can people like, learn more about you? Give us give yeah. us that whole spiel. My name is Will Aitken, and I am a pretend salesperson who makes content for Sales V, which is a sales media brand. Um, and yeah, you should check us out on YouTube, TikTok. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Everyone, we're on LinkedIn. And um, there's something else I was going to say, but hey, that's gone now. So what's that? Um, you know, no, I was going to say that I love the podcast. I love this approach. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm sick and tired of talking about myself and all, like, what I do. You know what? Have you ever been to a Christmas party or any uh, party? Yeah, I've been to a couple of parties. Yes. <laughs> you don't look like the type. Don't take this part, but you don't look like you've been to many parties. No, I'm just messing. But like, you ever walk over to two people just having a conversation, but like, they're so into it. And you're like, what is this? I need to be part of this. And you're like trying to catch up and you're like just getting slivers. And you're like, oh, can you? I'm almost like figuring out what's going on. I always, I always like that as like a, that's almost like an interesting podcast thing. Like just start halfway for a conversation. Like yeah. let the audience play catch up and try and figure out themselves instead of like the whole like, hey, welcome to, and there's like an intro jingle. Like, bow, bow, bow. I can't do that. Like trailer, I, and then it's like, hey, thanks for coming to us. We're brought to you by, and it's like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I, and so I did a, I had a separate podcast series like a year and a half, two years ago. And I did a whole intro with it every single time. And it was just like, it was more because I'm lazy that I don't want to do that. Like, I just like want to talk to interesting people and not make it a huge pain in the ass every single time that I want to like put out an episode. So I'll edit like chunks in the very beginning. I'll add like some intro music, some outro yeah. music, but then it's really just the conversation that people are listening to makes it easy. I think, I think that's, I think that's it. And you got to take into consideration how people listen to podcasts as well. And they're not like a YouTube video, like, yeah, they're video. doing other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Podcast, they got some earbuds in, they're, they're vacuuming, they're, they're, you know, sorting out yeah. their, you know, they're, they're playing with lightsabers and whatnot. So yeah, that's the content. Playing with lightsabers, yeah, exactly.